It's your boy JK today. It's Thursday. So you already know what it is. It's Tackle Thursday. Live with JK. And today I got a special guest. And my special guest for today hails from Orangeburg, South Carolina. I've been knowing him since I was in college. He was decking us out with the nice Nike gear. Part of the reason I committed to MTSU. And if you are a FAMU supporter of the football team, then you know him as the assistant athletic director of football operations. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome my fraternity brother, Roots of the Good Bros, Troy Johnson. What's up, man? How you doing, dog? Man, I'm good, man. I appreciate that intro, dog. That, that, that was live right there. Hey, hey, nah, hey. I had somebody, no problem. I had somebody, um... Right to me on, on IG the other day and asking me about the intros. And I was like, look, man, anytime somebody come on, like, you know, accept to come on the show, I was like, I want to make sure they know I appreciate them. They know that they special. You get what I'm saying? And and so anybody that come on, man, I try, make sure, you know, I do my research and I just want you to know that you appreciate it. No problem, man. But how you been, man? How the, how the wife, kids, how the fam doing? Man, everybody good, man. Everybody good. Just blessed. Uh, beyond measures, man. Uh, just to be able to just, you know, have breath and, and and go out and do the things that we love to do, man, is, is a major uh, is is a major deal, man. I I can't I can't complain at all, man. If I did, I'd be lying to you, JK, for real. Yeah, man. It's, it's been it's been a, it's been an exciting journey, man. It's been it's been a blessing, it's been a blessing, dog. Nah, definitely, man. I mean, just you know, watching you from afar. Um, I mean, sure. I met you. I was what eighteen. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? So seeing you in your career and then just seeing you grow, man, kids, married, everything like that, man. So um, it's definitely, you know what I'm saying, a blessing, man, to to be able to see that. And, and like I shared when I had Coach Simmons on, but, boy, you, you, you gave me confirmation about my wife, you know what I'm saying? Hey, the first date, <laughs> we went on our first, well, not one of our first dates, but it was early in our relationship. We took, you know what I'm saying, came to the basketball game. And I seen you, you know, through the one, like, what up, what up, Troy? Then the next day, like, hey, look like you got a team, you got a winner, dog, dog. You know what I'm saying? So um, I ain't never forget that, bro. So, you know what I'm saying? That's just a, you know, funny story I keep in. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, Troy, man. So once once again, man, I appreciate you coming on the show, dog. And I want to allow you, I know I introduced you a little bit, but I want to allow you to introduce yourself to the people that's watching, that the people that'll see this on replay or listen to this on replay, man. Tell us who you are. Where you from and, and a little bit like about, you know, yourself and what you do? Man, no doubt. No doubt. So like you said in the intro, man, I'm from Orangeburg, South Carolina, uh, a small town with a big heart. You know what I mean? Uh, big city, big city uh, atmosphere in our minds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Growing yeah. up in, a, in an atmosphere like that, you thought you was in the big city. You know what I mean? But uh, Orangeburg, born and raised, man, proud of it. 803 stand up. You know, all my Orangeburg people, y'all tap in, man. Get on here, man. Let's do this. Yeah, um, but went to you know went to Orangeburg Wilkinson High School right there in Orangeburg, man. Uh, played football growing up, played football through high school, played basketball growing up. You know, ran a little track, did all that, and just because of, of the nature, you know what I'm saying. I, I came to agreement with myself probably midway through my senior year that dog. I need to you know I need to do something else, man. Football wasn't gonna be for me on the college level, you know what I mean. And, yeah. and in ninety. Probably JK in 98, 98, somewhere around in there. I, I met a guy uh, 
in the cafeteria and at our high school he was coming to recruit you know what i'm saying had on some jeans and, and some and some stick-ins and a, and a clemson polo yeah you know, and, and, and tapped in with with the with the great rick stock still mm. back in like 98 you know what i'm saying met him for the first time and, and we just he would come by the school recruiting and i you know say what's up never knew you know what could come from it right and then yeah. as a as a high school senior one of my best friends in life ryan Hemby, he signed with clemson uh to play defensive back and so coach stock came back to the school was like yo i got Hemby, you know i got woody up there i got jackie up there he had, he had recruited and signed somebody from our high school every year I was in high school. And yeah. so he said, man, we have an opportunity in the equipment room. You can come in, you can work in the equipment room. You can eventually end up getting a full ride if you do everything the right way. And it, it was really a no brainer. Right. So the, the funny thing about it was I got accepted to FAMU, which was my first choice. Right. I wanted to go to FAM man, straight out of high school. Great. I had a great yeah, program. Yeah. program. I wanted to go to FAM. I had a homeboy that was born in Florida State. I had a yeah. cousin that was at Bay Sense, right? Got accepted to FAM on like Tuesday. Thursday, I get the acceptance letter from Clemson. And I'm like, which way I go, right? Yeah. Mom Dukes was like, you going with the money yet? FAM ain't said nothing about no money yet. Got to go. Hey. about the money. We, we going can't to mess up free. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, she was sold on Coach Stock. Coach Stock did a great job on her, you know, like he did on everybody's parents when they get around them. Mm-hmm. And I uh, ended up at Clemson, man, working for Alfonso Smith in the equipment room. I was mm-hmm. uh, a student manager my entire four years there, worked with the wide receivers. So I got a chance to work with Coach Stock hands-on for uh, for three years. And then Coach left us and became the offensive coordinator at East Carolina. And Coach Bowden hired Dabo Sweeney to coach wide receivers. So my last year – I worked for Dabo as a uh, as a student manager, but it was man, I'm telling you, it was it was great. I developed some really really good friendships, some lifelong friendships mm-hmm. that uh, has helped me throughout my career. You know, one of them being uh, Coach Simmons, who was our, our our quarterback there, and you know we tapped in with each other probably in August September of 2000, and we've been rocking ever since, right? So yeah, that's kind of helped me get to where I am right now too. So just man, just just come from humble beginnings, man, humble start, uh, try to stay that way throughout life and, and throughout my career, man. And I think it has helped me uh, get to the point where I am today. Nah, for sure. Not this is why I love, like, doing this, like, having guests on, man, because um, I don't have, you know, guests on every week. But um, I, I love learning about the backstory, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I meet Troy, right? I'm a freshman. I just see Troy, equipment manager, over equipment at MT, right? Um, I never, until I started doing research, I didn't even know you was from South Carolina. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, yeah. and then I, I'm like, okay, when the Clemson, I'm like, oh, that's what, a, you know what I'm saying? The ties and the connection. And so before I, cause I, de- I definitely want to, want to, want to really tap into that too, man, as we go. Um, you said you was in the lunchroom. You had already made up in your mind. I'm not going to play football, but you see a football recruit. And you go and build a report, a relationship with them, even though you knew playing, you was like, I ain't gonna play. What? The reason why I'm, I'm asking this is because, man, this this podcast, I'm really niching it down to focusing on uh, young adults, right? And young adults that are in the process of 
uh, building their foundations of their life, right? And, and, and it could be, you know, relational, career-wise. And so in this case, this I'm, I'm talking about the young adult that's getting ready to go from high school to college or maybe yeah. college to transition into a career. And they making this transition, but you in your mind said, hey, I'm going to go talk to coach. What made you go and have a conversation with Coach Stockstill, even though he was a football coach and you knew you wasn't going to play football? Man, one, it was just it was just him and his persona, how he carried himself, right? You know, everybody that has any dealings with Coach knows, you know, he, he he's probably one of the most swaggiest coaches that yeah. I that I know, right? Just, yeah. just on the low, hey, on the low too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't gonna go over the top with it, but he's just gonna stay right there in his box. Yeah. And and and, and to be perfectly honest with you, for a white man to be as comfortable as he was to stand in our cafeteria where my high school was 98% black, yeah. right? To stand in our cafeteria by himself. My coach wasn't around him. It was just him. He was just on the wall by yeah. him, right? For him to be that comfortable in that space made me say, hey, man, there's something about this dude. Like, I need yeah. to meet him. You know what I mean? And so I just walked up to him, told him who I was. I played ball. He was like, whoop, whoop. I'm going to check you out. I'm going to come see you. you yeah, know yeah, yeah. So through the recruiting process of all the other guys at the school, you know, he would always stop by and say, what's up, you know? Mm. And so i never forget, man, we played a game our senior year, and uh, our quarterback went down, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. the backup was Hemby's younger brother, right? It was, it was Ryan Hemby's younger brother, Russell, and Russell was probably a freshman at the time. So Russell got in, and, and we was in the red zone, and I happened to be in, like, the snap before when our quarterback got hurt. So I'm, I'm still in. Personnel didn't change. I'm still in. So, you know, we huddled up because the quarterback's down or whatever. And Russell comes in, and Russell's eyes are big. Like, they like, you know, and I spent many a nights at their house eating from their table. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Hemby family uh, for always looking out, taking care of me. But Russell came in, dog, and I'm talking about Russell was just, he was in some other land. Yeah, right? yeah. And so I, I kind of got him. Yeah, I kind of got him like, hey, bro, calm down, dog. It's just football, man. That, yeah. That's all it is, right? Coach exactly. probably going gonna to probably run a running play right here. So all you got to do is just make sure you get the snap and yeah. hand it off. You ain't going to have to throw it or nothing. And so, you know, we kind of we kind of tapped in right there and then get out. You know, we lined up and then pre-snap, Russell kind of gives me a look, you know, like he's about to check off something, you know, and I kind of wave him off. So Coach Stock always joked about it like, yeah, I saw you over there giving that signal trying to run that slant. Yeah. So just the fact of him being at the game, watching, you know what I'm saying, different stuff like that, I felt like he was somebody that I could trust my future with. Yeah. So I wanted to build that relationship and be able to, even if I didn't go to Clemson, still yeah. be able to have him as a resource that I could yeah. tap into from time to time. And lo and behold, you know, never knew that he would eventually become a head coach. You know what Man. I'm saying? He did, and the rest is history. Man, the rest is history for real. Salute to Coach Stock, man, because, you know, it's just crazy because I'm still, and and if you want to say, eating or benefiting from that relationship. You know what I'm saying? Even being able to call the game not. Like, I'm like, Coach, I know I ain't talked to you. I know we ain't talk about this. I ain't actually about it, but I know you had to sign off on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. the fact that you did that, you didn't have to do that, Coach. And, and I think, man, so many times – we are just focused on people we think that could help us and we neglect like other people right people especially you looking at a caucasian man white man in your school most people 
Think about it. And all black school, we like, man, I ain't talking to him. But I think at a, at the same time, that's like that maturity, right? Understanding that everybody that look a certain way in a certain way, right? Certain and, and, way. and vice exactly. versa. And, and understanding that some of our biggest blessings in life came from people that didn't look like us. And the power of just being open-minded that lets you know, like, man, there are some good black people, there are some good white people. There's black people that may not be good for you, and white people that may not be good for you. So just understanding that it's people more so than color, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And so, um, nah, most definitely. So you say you played multiple sports, which I didn't know, right? That's what I'm saying. I'd be learning. So multiple yeah. sports, what, you, what would you say your favorite sport was growing up, though? Man, growing up, my favorite sport was basketball, man. Crazy. Okay, then you had to jump but it, it was it was basketball, man. I I started off playing point guard, do do rec ball and all of that. Yeah. And, uh, my mom worked at South Carolina State, still worked there to this day, and so my school was actually on campus. So I went to the laboratory school uh, on South Carolina State's campus. So after school, a lot of times I would stay on campus because my mom worked in the library, so it was right across the street from yeah. our school. And a friend of mine, Joy Alexander, who was a year older than me, her dad was the head coach at South Carolina State. He was the head basketball coach. So while I'm at the office with my mom, you know, late nights or whatever, I would, come on, mate, don't do it. Dog. Hey, you see the hey, You see, see him, boy? right? You hey, see him, right? Shout out, hey, shout out to our boy Larry, too, doing his thing. And he is, that, man. I'm proud of And we'll get, I can, hopefully I'm able to get into that. But, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Just seeing you, bro, seeing something in Larry, the tutelage, bro, and to see that pass that on and see what Larry doing, man. So salute to both of y'all. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, man, that, that's my guy, man. I'm proud of I'm proud of what he's doing over there. I, I still need my care package to start the season off, though, because I know you already got some stuff in. So I'm, go ahead try, and tap hey, in, I'm trying to get a cap. Hey, Larry, when you do that, go ahead and, uh, you know, we you, we exchanged number last year. Go ahead and send me a care package, dog, so I can look right when I'm calling the games this year, dog. Larry, stop playing, man. Me and JK need our care package, man. You want to comment on the live? Yeah, package, man. I need it. I need to get decked out, man. But uh, so you say you hoop. So that was your favorite sport. Yeah, it was, like, man. I spent a lot of time in the gym with Coach side and, and his teams, and I became a ball boy for them, and just kind of yeah. you know playing rec ball and all that type stuff, man. And I met uh, Tommy Brown, who was the head football coach at, at our high school, yeah. and he dropped some stuff on me, and he said. Uh, Man, I know you play basketball. I know you, you know, you love it. I know you do a lot with it. You know, our rec team was just coming off of a uh, state championship run in, in, in the All-Stars and all that type of stuff. He said, man, yeah. in Orangeburg, not too many basketball players go to college. So he was like, man, if you want an opportunity to go to college for free, you might need to yeah. come on and get in this weight room with me and, 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 yeah. and tap into this football. So football was always there. It, it's not like I didn't like it, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? But I just felt like, like basketball, basketball was yeah, yeah. That, that was it so yeah. i finally took coach you know coach brown up on his word and went to the weight room man to start working out and start playing football you start getting a little definition in your arms and yeah yeah you know yeah and you, you can stick your finger underneath your pec muscle a little bit like, yeah oh, yeah man, you know it might change a little bit so it, it kind of yeah. basketball kind of dwindled away and then I, I i was tapped in on football the rest of the way man yeah now you spent i mean You've been in athletics, man, college athletics for a long time, right? And we're going to get into that. But what about, what do you believe about your childhood growing up in sports? Uh, man, you rich, like entrenched in HBCU, college athletics. Like you say, your mom still work at South Carolina State. So you enriched in this. What, what do you believe about your childhood prepared you 
for all the roles that you had, and specifically uh, to be the assistant AD uh, football operations right now at FAMU? Man, that's a great question. Uh, it's a really good question. And I think, first off, man, the fact that I was able to grow up in a historic environment like in South Carolina State and be around uh, the greats that, that paved the way throughout there, right, from a football yeah. standpoint, like the, yeah. the Willie Jeffries of the world, you know what I'm saying? Coach Jay's the first African-American to ever coach at a Division One um, mm-hmm. institution on the football side, right? So yeah. to be in that environment and see what game they looked like on a Saturday growing up, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Hear the bands, the smell of fish being fried, the, the ribs on the grill from all the tailgaters and all of that, and to walk into a place and see a bunch of people that looked like me that wasn't causing any ruckus, it wasn't no mm-hmm. you know violence, it wasn't nothing crazy, it let me know early on that there's life outside of this, right? There's life outside of Orangeburg. And it just continued to grow. And once I got to high school and Coach Brown did a really good job of exposing us to different college environments and, you know, all of that type stuff, man. And he, he took us to games, you know, at Clemson and at North Carolina and, and, and University of South Carolina. Like, we went all over the place. And, and then yeah. we went on college campuses during the summer. Like, we went to 707 tournaments at Georgia Tech and, you know, small school Presbyterian right there. So it gave me an opportunity to see things from a different perspective. And it opened yeah. my lens to say, hey, man, like, there's multiple ways that you can get an education once mm-hmm. you leave Orangeburg, but you got to be willing to do it. Right? Yeah, 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 so yeah. That yeah. that was one of the that was one of the things that I think helped prepare me was just my upbringing, and then two man. And this gonna sound crazy, but you said I'm I'm I've I've been rich in the HBCU culture, right? What's helped me be able to navigate my ways through that is being enriched in the HBCU culture from an early age. Yeah, understanding that. you know what that what that looked like, understanding what yeah. that space looked like, you know. Yeah. Uh, funny thing, man, when I when I got to college, I didn't see all of the stories that my family talked about, right? Because mm-hmm. all of my family that went to HBCU, South Carolina State, for example, would always talk about standing in the long line, you know, to get their financial aid process or going yeah, to the yeah. gym, standing <laughs> in that long line to get a schedule and all that. So in my mind, that's what college is, right? And I yeah, yeah. Person, and we ain't got to do none of that. You None know what I'm saying? Like if, if class start on the twenty first on a on a Wednesday, by the twenty third, we in line getting our refund check. Or it's already gonna yeah, hit our yeah. bank account. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got cousins, I got friends and family and everybody that go to HBCUs and they like, hey dog, y'all got your refund check already? Man, we yeah. probably don't get ours like late September, October. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So dealing with HBCUs at an early age set me up to deal with HBCUs long term because I knew what to expect. Now, yeah, granted, yeah. we have we have grown tremendously. When I say we, I mean mm-hmm. the HBCU culture, right? We have yeah. grown tremendously from, you know, August of 2000 when I got to Clemson to, you know, let's just say July because tomorrow's the first, July 2022, right? So it's yeah. been tremendous growth. But the ability to just be around our people and see what that looked like from a sports perspective was really is really what got me to the point where I am now, man, where I'm able to just evolve in this space, I guess is the right yeah. word, right? To, nah. to be 
to be in this in in this environment, in the HBCU world. Nah, it's it's crazy, man. Cause you know we 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 understand that God know what He's doing, right? And and our situations, when even when we might not understand it at that time, that it's preparing us for down the road. You know what I'm saying? And so just listening to how entrenched you were in as a kid and you seeing these things and you hearing these stories, but not knowing these stories really preparing you to work in these environments. So you know what to expect, you know how yeah. to overcome. And like you said, man, um, cause you know, going to PWIMT, I appreciate, it. I love, you know what I'm saying? The opportunity that I was given from, from uh, MTSU, but my experience at TSU, just the culture, being at Tennessee State was like, bro, I'm like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though I was there for just graduate school, it was different. It hit different being around, you know what I'm saying, people that look like me. And and, and, yeah. and it's so different from what the media says as far as, like, we already know that we excellent. You know what I mean? Just the mm -hmm. culture, the, the race, we already know that. But to be around like-minded people, uh, people that's going and doing amazing things is, is a huge blessing. And um, and like you say, you see HBCUs come so far and what they doing and what y'all doing and you and Coach Simmons and all y'all doing and, and Dion doing and, and Hugh Jackson and, and Eddie George just bringing yeah. it back to prominence where it once was. It's a beautiful thing, man. Um, yeah, most, is, You know man. what I'm saying? It's a beautiful thing. So you got the Clemson through relationship, right? Yep. Talking to Coach uh, Stock, got there. So now you at this big time school, you just talked about it, it's a little different from what you was thought, you know, in your mind. So how was that working as an equipment manager, uh, student equipment manager at Clemson, being at a big time program, you know, watching big time college football, players going to the NFL left and right, right? Yep. How, how was that being 18, 19 years old, man, seeing that? Man, it was different. I, I, I'm, I'm not even gonna lie, J.K. It, it was, it was a different deal because they did things from a football standpoint a lot different than what I, what I was used to and what I saw, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, so when we, you know, and I'm gonna date myself when, when I say this because a lot of people that's fans of college football right now they don't know about this, but yeah. when I got there, we had two camps within one. So okay. We had a freshman camp. For uh, two days, yeah. so the freshmen got a chance to practice four times, just them by themselves. Okay. Right? So however many freshmen came in in that class, you had a freshman camp. Yeah. You had two days with just the freshmen, and then you would transition into the regular training camp when the freshmen practice now with the varsity guys. Yeah. And and we was able to have two days back then. So yeah. you know you now practice we, yeah. at seven, you know eight o'clock in the morning. You take a mm -hmm. break for lunch. You know, get a little nap in and come back, and and you back on the field probably three, four o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. doing the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Twenty five, twenty six periods in in that South Carolina sun, man, was was desperately, uh, it, it was life changing. Yeah. But the one thing that I can say was when I walked out there, man, at at five five, I think I was 145 pounds back then, maybe something like that. Yeah. Everybody was just so daggone big, man. Like, I worked with the wide receivers, and we had Rod Gardner, who ended up being a first-round draft pick that year, the Redskins. Yeah. Doc, Rod was, was 6'3", 215. You know hey, what I'm saying? That boy, side note, 
that boy yoke right now. I'm on TikTok. Still, to this day. I'm going, you know what I'm saying? My wife, you know, show you, you know how your wife be like, hey, look at these TikTok. So not knowing who he is, I seen he said, oh, you know, he did a post, Rod Gardner. I'm like, I know Rod Gardner. So I did a Google. I'm like, man, yep. you know what I'm saying? It's crazy that you said that. I did a little research. I'm like, wait, draft the first round. But yeah, go ahead, though. But yeah, yeah. hey, that boy so, yoke right now. So I can only imagine how that day, boy man, was back up. then. Yoke yeah. Up. But it was just, it was a different environment, man. Because for one, you know, when you're in high school, we paying coach for socks. You know what I'm saying? You want to get a new pair of socks, you pay yeah, a dollar. Yeah. You know, you want a new mouthpiece, you pay a dollar. And just the the fact of working in the equipment room, they go out, they catch a ball in the jugs, and they get a rip. They come in after practice, turn them in, get a brand new pair. Yeah, yeah. And what's going on? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. we getting tapped in with gear, you know, Fonz and his team made sure we was decked out all the time as equipment guys. But the players were doing the same thing. Going yeah. to the weight room, shirt, the neck drooped down on the on the cotton shirt, they bring it in, turn it in. Yeah. Oh, we gonna do is throw it in the trash, but it was just the accountability and you know, the things that they implemented there to make us say, Okay, all right, this is what we got going on. Okay, bet. So it opened my eyes tremendously, man, and it, it was it was totally a different different vibe. So you know, getting through training camp and and just developing relationships with the players, man, and it it just continued to grow, right? Yeah. It, it continued to grow, and then we get fortunately my freshman year we had like our first two or three games were at home, you know what I mean? So now it's like you go from playing high school ball, you may have five, 6,000 in the stands. You know what I mean? So I walk into Death Valley for our first home game, and it's 82, and they rock it. Rock it. Hey, I cried, literally. I cried. I was so emotional when we played Clemson. I was so emotional. I'm like, what a crowd. It was it was louder than uh, LSU. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, bro, I literally shed tears from the emotion. Like, yeah, let go. Bro, it was, hey, that's on a lie. I thought yeah. the hill was a little bigger. On TV, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, but, hey, that's all a lie, though, bro. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I mean, it's different when you're on the field compared to in the stands. Because I had been to games before. And yeah. sitting in the stands, you feel the electricity, you know what I'm saying? Nobody's sitting down. You're standing up the whole time. You know, everybody's screaming. Tiger rag playing on touchdowns and all of that. But yeah. when you get on that grass, man, you turn around and you just look behind you. And you look across the field and you see all the four corners filled and the west end zone didn't look nothing like it looked now, but it was just some regular beaches over there. They filled and, you know, people screaming and the guys get on the bus and ride around the corner, get up, come down the hill, man. I'm like, it's the environment was like, wow. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, hey, it, it, it definitely, uh, it definitely was uh surreal man for real man and uh man that that i can attest to that that was a once in a lifetime type environment man yeah because uh, i don't think no other stadium i had been to opposing stadium where i was like that emotional based off the crowd you know what mm -hmm. i mean just got ready to play and uh man so so definitely so when i think about this man like anytime i have a guest on um we every week i have i tackle a topic well by myself or um, you know, I have a guest. And so, and I try to make sure to get the topic aligns with the guest. Like when I hit you up and I was like, hey, I'm thinking about this topic. And so the topic we tackling today is be well-rounded, right? Because okay. th throughout your history, man, like when I look, 
Mississippi Valley State, Tennessee State, Morgan State, Arkansas Applied Blood, uh, MTSU, TSU, like, and serving in, you know, equipment operations, equipment manager, uh, since the AD, football operations. When you think about the different locations you've been, the the different roles, I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Troy, you know, got to be well-rounded in so many different areas. And I'm watching you on uh, Why Not Us, right? Yeah. Yes, man, bless yeah. Y'all got to go check that out, uh, the behind the scenes with, with FAMU. I'm watching you, man. You got to go get popsicles. You got to go keep them boy cool. You got So, like, when I say be well-rounded, why do you believe it's so important to be well-rounded in the career field that you are in? Like, being able to do different jobs, even if that's not the job you want at the end of the day. I mean, it's, it's, it's simple, JK. Like, you never know in athletics which way you're going to get pulled. Like you never know. It, it, it could be it could be whatever needs to happen at that particular time. It may need to be all hands on deck. So to in order to be able to, you know, surround yourself with people that do different jobs, but be also a sponge in the same breath to soak up what they're doing to put that in your toolbox it is I mean it's it's it goes without saying, right? Yeah. So I'll use an example, man. Uh, when we were at middle, I'm just talking about middle, right? When we yeah. were at middle, you know, we had uh, Matuzzi and Andy Vaughn. Them boys worked mm-hmm. in the ops on the ops side, right? Yeah. Well, Matuzic would leave on Thursday to go advance. He would go, you know, to wherever we were traveling. He would take mm-hmm. care of the hotels, make sure everything was straight, you know, get rental cars for, for us and, and for Robbie and, and JoJo and them boys in the training room and, you know, do all of that. But what happens is somebody has to pick up some of the slack that Matuzic leaves when he's gone, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So Andy, Andy would do a lot of work to make sure we got on the plane, everybody got seated. But now Andy's doing that. Somebody got to help Andy do the stuff that he was getting ready to do, Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. So Andy would kind of lean on me a little bit, say, hey, man, I need your help with this, that, and the third. All right, cool. Not having no idea that, you know, 12, 13 years later, I'll be a DFO myself, right? Yeah. But just the ability to tap in with Andy, whether it was something small to make sure the food was on the plane for you boys got off the bus, right? Just something small like that made it to where now I can put that in my toolbox. So when I get ready to do it on my end, I know what that looks like. I know what it what needs to be done, right? So I can kind of delegate those tasks to somebody else. So just being well-rounded, man, it goes without saying in, in athletics because you're always going to do a job that you're hired to do, but you're always going to be called on to do other jobs mm-hmm. uh, that people may see a skill set that you have that you may fit, right? Yeah. Whether that's serving on a committee, uh, for, for a banquet or some type of event, whether that's, you know, helping uh, run a camp or, or helping mm-hmm. do some drills, you know, whatever. It, it never goes without saying that you got to be willing and open to do whatever it is that you need to do to make sure that it that the job gets done and it gets done in a way that that's beneficial for not only the players, because that's the number one thing, right? Yeah. Got to yeah. make sure that you got to take care of, you know, yeah. but it, got, it also has to make sure that, the coaching staff is not having to worry about 
those mm-hmm. small things. And, and yeah, I think yeah. that's that's a major undertaking in itself, man. And so that's that's just been my my mentality, man. It's just don't be uh don't be a one sided coin, man. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Be able to be flipped on either side, uh and, and be able to do a job that that yeah. that you aren't quote unquote hired to do. You know what I mean? Nah, for sure, man. And I, I think, man, so so my young adults out there and specific uh, everybody, but specifically my young adults, because you know, we especially my uh Gen X millennials, you go in like, hey, now y'all hired me to do this. But if we go in with that mentality, there's no wasted day. So whatever somebody asks you to do that day, this is just something I'm adding to my toolbox because I don't know what position I might be in down the road. Never know. That I and like you said, like me looking at you, I'm like, all right, sure, have an Andy I. You know what I'm saying? Troy doing this, Troy, making sure we good, rule checks, we ordered food there, we got to, but all that is preparing you years later to be, you know, running things at, at Phantom U, man, and, and I just want people in general, man, especially my young adults, to really understand the power of that, man. It's being, like yeah. you say, being open to do things outside of your job description, and like you said, a lot of times people see things in you that you don't even see in yourself. Exactly. So, like, okay, you in that role, all right, you running equipment, but I could I could see you also running, you know, football operations. So let me give you this task and equip yeah. me, man. So and that's definitely um, you know what I'm saying, dope with that, man. And 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 what would you say is being in this, the different stops, the different roles, what would you say is the biggest lesson you think you you learned thus far, like in your career? Ooh. And man. I know it's probably a whole bunch of them that you apply every day. What what what, yeah. you, what you think is one that you like? Or a word of advice or a lesson you take and it's just a constant reminder like hey i gotta remember this you know yeah you know it's a few man it's a few that stick out uh one is is a lesson you know i learned at mt from from coach heron coach Lester. okay yeah. oh yeah hey you know coach less didn't say a whole lot he just kind of yeah. he, he was another one of them smooth characters that yeah he was yeah you know swag too. but he was assistant head coach and a lot of times when stock wanted to be the bad cop he didn't he let coach less be the bad cop especially when it came to us as staff members right yeah so one day we you know me and big will uh we was getting out of staff meeting and every day after we staff they watch special teams so coach less didn't have a special team responsibility so he would go to his office and wait yeah. for offense defense meeting so one day he said, hey, y'all boys come in, let me talk to you. And I think Big Will was thinking about searching for a job or something, mm-hmm. you know, because we wasn't really getting paid a whole lot back then, that middle man. Yeah. I think me and Big Will were the first full-time equipment and video guys in the school history, right? Everybody mm-hmm. else had been GAs and all of that. That's legendary right now, bro. Yeah. And so Coach Les was like, I know y'all boys young. I know y'all ain't making a whole lot of money. He said, but you got to find your horse and you got to ride your horse until that horse don't either want you to ride or you find a better horse to ride. He said, now nah, that may not mean nothing to y'all right now. Y'all may not yeah. even know what I'm talking about. He yeah. said, but later on in life, you're going to realize what it is that I'm saying. And honestly, I didn't, I, I kind of understood it, but I really didn't. Right. And so after a while, I, I kind of tapped into what he was saying, like find somebody, that cares for you, that's going to take care of you, make sure you're good, and you stick with that person as long as you can. And yeah. when you outgrow that, it's probably time for you to get another horse anyway, 
right? Yeah, yeah. You probably weigh too much. That horse getting old, he can't carry. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, whatever. And so to break it down in lamest terms, man, work work for people that you that that you genuinely love working for. You know what yeah. I mean? Go to go to work and and enjoy getting up to go to work. Like yeah. you got to get up in the morning and you got to fight yourself to go to work and, and figure out, you know, redefine your why every day and all of that. That's probably not the right space for you. You know, mm-hmm. and that can go, that can go above work, right? That can yeah, go into yeah. relationships, mm-hmm. that can go into your spiritual life, you know, whatever it is that you're dealing with, when you wake up and and, and that's wrestling heavy on your heart, like, man, I don't know what this, I, I don't know today. It, it's time for you to check out, you know yeah. what I mean? Because mentally, you're already gone. Yeah, you're already gone. Your body you're just physical. stood up, but mentally, yeah. yeah. Mentally, you're gone. So, yeah. Coach Les, man, that, that was that was a, a one that, that really sticks with me. And, and he says, he also told us, too, he said, be loyal to the paycheck. I was like, Coach, what you mean? He said, you graduated from Clemson. Big Will graduated from Benedict in Columbia. He said, yeah, you loyal to your alma mater. You want to see your alma mater do great things. Mm. But your alma mater ain't paying you right now. Yeah, that's Middle real. Tennessee is. <laughs> so so yeah. everything you do should be in the best interest of Middle Tennessee. Yeah, whether that's you know what I'm saying when you when you're doing your commentary with uh, sports networks, whether you're doing your speaking engagements right now when I'm at Sam, you know you gotta be loyal to who's paying the bills. And for me, it wasn't hard until I got married. I got married. We start off working at the same school, right? Yeah. And then, boom, I get the opportunity to go be assistant AD at Jackson State. Yeah. And Jackson in the swag, Mississippi Valley in the swag. My wife, the head basketball coach at Valley. But I work at Jackson. Yeah. So Let go, Jackson State. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to do, right? Yeah, you know the house divided. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you got to be loyal to who's paying the bills, man. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we, you know, we root for our favorite teams and, you know, we root for our favorite athletes, but when you work in this space, you you, you got to be loyal to to the people that you wear on your chest because there's gonna come a time where you know, right now it, it's not the, the case because you know we are FCS school, Clemson is an FBS school, so unless yeah. we're playing them in a guarantee game, we're not gonna cross paths, right? Yeah. But when I was at Middle, like you said earlier, we at opened Clemson. up the season at Clemson. At Clemson, yeah. So I can't walk around beating my chest like, hey, let's go Tigers. Yeah. When I'm wearing this blue and white on my chest. And that paycheck. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. he, he told us that early on, man, and it, it stuck with me throughout my career. Like, you can't you can't get caught up on uh, on certain things, man. You just got to you, you gotta be locked in on, on who's paying the bills. Be loyal to them. Yeah. You know, and then when they kick you off to the curve or you decide to go someplace else, then you know you Maybe. can choose whether you're loyal to them or not. Like I still, yeah. I still follow MT. I try to watch as many games as I can, right? Because I yeah. love stock and you know Larry's there and all those guys. DB still there and you know all the guys that that we grew up, you know that I grew up with professionally. Yeah. You know those guys mm-hmm. still there. But at the end of the day, man, you got to be loyal to where you are. And, and Coach Simmons says it best. Like we've kind of changed it uh, now where we are, but it's, it's be where your feet are. You know, yeah. it's just that simple. You got to be where your feet are. And yeah. as long as you are where your feet are, everything else take care of itself. Now, that's real. I think Donald said the same thing. So, hey, that message that Coach Simmons is is the fact that Donald said it last week. You came and said it. So, 
definitely so real, man. So many times we we either want something more than what we are, or you know, we reminiscing on how it used to be. So our minds keep is either too far ahead or too far back, and we're not mm-hmm. appreciating where we are, man. And uh, man, so I know I had this question in there, but you mentioned it. So your wife, right? How how was that, man? She head coach. Uh, of uh, Mississippi Valley State at a time, right? And and, and you, so y'all both the athletics. Like, yep. how do y'all make that work? Like, and I know she, she I think you, last time when we talked, she made, she was on her way to fam, um, yep. made it a fam, but like, how do y'all make that work with y'all careers, your marriage, and with family, kids, all that? How y'all make that work, man? Man, it's, it's tough. And I'm not even going to sit here and try to sugarcoat it. Yeah. It's tough. It's not for the faint at heart. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You gotta be able to uh be willing to sacrifice, you know, and I, I know a lot of times people say, you know, marriage is about compromise and sacrifice and all that type of stuff. But when you're in a situation like we're in, where both of us, you know, live, breathe, eat, sleep, athletics, yeah, on a college level, yeah, it really is it, it, it can't be any truer. Right. Yeah. You, you got to be willing to sacrifice. Somebody is going to be in a situation that's not great. Right. And, and we knew that when when we really started to date heavy and, and, and started having conversations about marriage and all that type stuff. You know, we said somebody's going to have to give up something. And we don't know when that day is going to come, but somebody's yeah. going to have to give up something if we want to continue to be under the same roof. Right. Yeah. And so. For probably the first year and a half of our marriage, we were. I worked at M, uh, at MVSU, and and she was there, so I got to travel with her to her games and yeah. and watch all of her games. And you know, she was there for football with us, and you know, all of that type stuff. And then I leave and I go down the road to Jackson State. Yeah, it's an hour and a half down the road, right? But I didn't drive it every day. Like yeah. some days I stayed in Jackson, some days I came home, yeah. and it was. You hit you hit a spurt there where you like you got a game, you know, and with me being internal operations, I was doing yeah. more than equipment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I'm running, doing, you gotta keep the thing running. Recruiting. I'm doing game oh, that, management. Yeah, no I'm game management for, for Olympic sports. I'm doing uh facility stuff to help, you know, to help my supervisors. So I'm doing a lot of stuff. So I, I remember real, real, you know. To this day, like it's still sitting at the forefront of my mind, there was a stretch in 19. We played a game in in Houston at Prairie View on a Thursday. So, of course, we fly out on on Wednesday. Uh, We get back. We got a volleyball roundup, a swag roundup, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then I think we had another road game like that next Saturday. So what seemed like yeah. a month, but it was like eight, nine days, I'm not home at all. Yeah. Right? And yeah. wasn't going to go home. And she called and was like, hey, you remember you got a wife at home, right? And I was like, dang, yeah, you, you're right. Like, you know what? Uh, I'm on, as soon as I, I'm on the way, as soon as we get out of practice, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, and I had to entrust my GA at football to just kind of handle the equipment room because I was like, yo, I, I, I got to go home and see my wife. Like, mm. It's been it's been way too long. So yeah. it, it's it's a big compromise, dog. You, you definitely got to, 
you got to compromise. You got to be able to have candid conversations. You know, all of those conversations ain't going to always go over with. You know, somebody's going, somebody's not going to uh, like what the other one has to say. And, and, and a lot of times that's, that's truth. You know, and yeah. that's why you don't like it because it's truth. But uh, married now four years, man. And, and it's been, it's been a blessing all in itself, man, because yeah. I, I was fortunate enough to marry someone. Uh, the gift and the curse is she does work in college athletics, right? So the fact that we may not have all the time and everything that every other married couple has, but the one thing we do have is understanding because she understands yeah. life, you know? Likewise. So we don't yeah. have to, we don't have to go back and forth about, you know, the days when I end up staying in the office till 830, you know what I'm saying? And she got to eat dinner by herself or, you know, when I got to get up at, at 530, or, or five to make it to that that six o'clock mat drill, you know what I'm saying? And, and I'm trying to move through the room quietly so she don't wake up. Wake her up, hey. yeah, yeah. You, you gotta. Yeah. You know, it, it's an understanding that that goes into that, man. So I, I'm I'm appreciative of her. Nah, definitely. man, for sure, man. And, and I, I salute y'all to that, man, because you know, marriage in general, man, is is tough, man. You know, um, it's a job, right? Yeah. So, like you say, you, you're taking two people. With their own individual thinking, mindset, personality, character, interest, and forming and becoming one, man. So that's the process every day to become more and more one. So I salute y'all, man, and, and I know it ain't easy, man. That you know that long distance, though, it ain't no joke. You know, I know we, right. man, uh, Brittany, we was long distance for 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 some you know some years as well, man. Playing ball all over, mm -hmm. and that's that's what when you talk about you know the sacrifice. Uh, my last year, she wanted me to go back and play. She was like, look. Um, cause I, I didn't held out in the arena league, bro. My homeboy like, well, you the only dude I know held out. Hey, I didn't held out in the arena league, bro. You had to get that money right, dog. They had to come right. You know, yeah. it was a principle too, bro. I had yeah. no kids. I was like, look, I told Brent, I said, look, I said, I got to make this decision for you because I want you to know I'm not going to accept being, you know, anything I feel like less than I'm worth. And I was like, and our future kids, I want them to know, bro. If they trying to, you know, if you feel like you, oh, hey, bro, make that decision. So yeah, I held out, bro. But after that season, she was like, nah, go back, play, play the last year of your contract. But once the league like folded, bro, I started like really, I was already thinking. I was like, man, I, I, I'm she's she sacrificing too much. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it's, it's it's time for me to make this transition, man, and um and, and be in Tennessee, and you know what I'm saying, and we wanted to have kids and everything, so. You know, I understand those sacrifices. So salute to y'all. Congrats on that, man. Definitely not. I want to talk about, man, the, just the power of relationships a little bit more, man, before we get out of here, man. When, when you talk about Coach Simmons, man. Now, you working on a team. Now, anybody that know Coach Willie Simmons is the head coach at FAMU, right? So we know uh, Troy is at FAMU with Coach Simmons. So you there working as an equipment manager. And they recruit Coach Simmons. He quarterback. How did this relationship begin and how has it, uh, you know, just went through the test of time to where y'all both working alongside each other right now, years man, later? You know, I, I tell I tell people all the time, man, I started off, we, I, I don't, I shouldn't say we didn't like each other. I didn't like him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the reason I didn't was because the, the starting quarterback at the time was a guy named Woodrow Dancer. And, and Woodrow is from Orangeburg. Uh, you know, we grew up together, and we we felt Woody could do no wrong. Like we felt Woody yeah. was a real life superhero, right? 
A little biased, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, they signed this guy that's supposed to be the savior, shotgun with the Simmons, you know what I mean? All of this. Shotgun so when I got to school, everybody liked with him. Like everybody liked him. Like, you know, we, we call yeah. him Ray, but everybody loved Ray. Like everybody kind of gravitated to him. You know, he was that locker room guy that everybody liked. You know, he always had a smile on his face. And he could really throw the football. He he could swing it. But I was just like, nah, dog, like Nah, you ain't about to take Woody's job. Like, nah. So yeah. <laughs> I could not put myself to liking him. And then one day we actually just spent some time together after practice walking off the field. Yeah. And kind of carried on a conversation. And he had a joke about Orangeburg and, you know, coach from Quincy. So Quincy ain't no bigger than my living room. So he always tried to talk, you know, about how the size of Orangeburg. And so we cracked a couple jokes. And, yeah. you know, that, like I said, that was in camp in, in late July, August, man. And we, We've been locked ever since. So that was one of the deciding factors, truth be told, for me coming to the middle. Because when Coach got there, Coach, his first season was 2006, I think, right? Yeah. So his first season was in 2006. He called me then to come and be the equipment guy. And I turned him down. I was like, Coach, I can't do it, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I just... You know, the job wasn't full-time yet. I was full-time in South Carolina State. Yeah. You know, I, was, I was just like, nah, I can't do it. So the guy he hired ended up leaving shortly after the season in 06. And, you know, by the time it's, it's 2007, and uh, he came back to get me again. And so he brought me up on a, on an interview this time, quote-unquote interview. Uh, and, and we just kind of hung out and, and chilled. And so he told me, he said, man, I just hired Willie, man. So – you know, y'all boys can can live together until y'all get on your feet and get situated, yeah. you know, whatever. So hadn't talked to Willie in probably two years or so because he yeah. left and went to the Citadel to finish his career. And then after I graduated, I moved back to Orangeburg and started, you know, coaching high school ball or whatever. And uh, then I got the job at South Carolina State. And so I called him and I was like, yo, man, what's going on, man? And, you know, we kind of chopped it up. And, you know, coaches change assistant coaches you know when they become head coaches they become different people right mm-hmm. so i that was one thing i asked him how was coach you know was stock still stock and he was like yeah. yeah man stock ain't changed like he the same guy that recruited us he the same guy that we would go in his office and you know play music and make cds when burning cds was in you know man, what coach had y'all burning CDs, man. yeah man we burning cds in stock office man we doing it all you know what i'm saying i'm gonna text about that job bro hey yeah. Yeah, we we end yeah. up getting it. We, we getting it. So, uh, but nah, man, me and Coach, man, we, you know, like I said, we've been friends from college and, and we lived together for those six, six to eight months in Murfreesboro and, and we did just about everything together, man. Yeah. We, uh, we, we ate together. We, we would go hang out in Nashville together. You know, we downtown Murfreesboro at Bluesboro kicking it. You yeah, know yeah. Nah, we I do, definitely we see y'all all like, kicking it, bro. Yeah, 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 we're doing that. It's, it's, so, it's crazy, man, being an adult now. Because, you know, like, we kids, so we're looking at adults. But yeah. y'all boys only, you know what I'm saying? I think, well, Coach, Coach Simmons, he ain't 48, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach, coach uh, 42. 42. All right, uh, yeah. So y'all were like nine, because y'all were like nine, eight years older than us. So at that yeah. time, it's like, all right. But it's like, man, just to see y'all in y'all young adulthood and, and, and finding y'all groove and y'all careers and, and see where y'all at now, man. It's uh, man, it's it's a great thing to see, man. It's yeah. it's, it's it's definitely um, you know, I would say a great thing to see though, man. And, and I guess, man, just 
because I, I, like I say, man, I try to target the, 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 the young adults, man. What, what advice would you have, man, for a young adult who is in a pickle, like as far as careers, right? Um, and they want to, the career, the, the, they have a specific job they want in a particular career field, right? But another job is open, not the one that they want, but the other mm -hmm. job, like, how like what advice would you give to them in making that decision in other words choosing something that you really don't want to do at that specific moment man it's yeah and I, that's a good question jk because it happens a lot right and, and i just had a conversation with a with a gentleman uh yesterday matter of fact about this same topic and the one thing i can say is you have to be willing to and I, I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to get biblical and all of that, but you, you got to be able to walk through the forest before you can get, you know, on the other side of the trees. Right. And yeah. everything don't happen right off. I, I'm, yeah. I, I tell anybody I talk to, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm fortunate. I've never been an assistant equipment guy, assistant DFO, assistant anything. Right. I've always been blessed to run my own shop. I, and I, yes. I'll tell anybody that I, I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be one of those guys, right? Shout out to Charlene Johnson and Buddy Pugh who hired me at South Carolina State and Coach Stock and everybody else along the way that has brought me mm -hmm. along. But you got to be willing to grind it out. you, you got to be willing to grind it out. Puffy just received the, the Lifetime Achievement Award the other night on the BT Awards, right? Mm -hmm. But he didn't start off as the head of band boy right he had to work a and r for uptown and 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 beg people to let him you know throw parties or let him you know come in and help with a track and all of that before he was able to reach his potential i think yeah. a lot of times in today's society man it's, it's a microwave generation because mm -hmm. we can do everything like right now you know yeah. what i'm saying like if if you want the other day uh, a classmate of mine is in Japan and uh, sent them a message on Instant Messenger and not knowing what time it was, I hit the button and asked Siri, hey Siri, what, what's the time in Japan? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And Siri told me right now. So I think because of that, people look at their job careers the same way. Mm. Like it's a right now, I got to get mm. it right now. You know, yeah. and they see all of the the millions that's being made out here by different people. And they see mm -hmm. LeBron hit a billion. And, you know, they see these these people that they idolize and they look up to making this 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 quick money. And, and it's and they hitting real hard. Yeah. The fact that they think like, man, this is really the way that it's supposed to be. And it's not. Yeah. That ain't reality. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like people got to work to get to where they are. And, you know, even though I was a, a division one equipment guy at, at 25, JK, honestly, dog, I'm making more money at an HBCU than I did at Middle Tennessee. But if yeah. I just gave up on the dream or gave up on the career because the money wasn't what I thought it should be or what some yeah. of my colleagues were making, man, no telling where I'll be, right? Yeah. But we gotta get we gotta get out of the mindset of this microwave society, man. Just yeah. wanting it right now. Everything gotta be instant. 
You know what I'm saying? I, I don't even like to buy instant grits, man, because I, I like to take the time to cook it and, and stir it and hey. watch it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, for real. Nah, hey, it, how, hey, quick question. Quick question. You missed grits. What you, you eat fish and grits? What you eat? Oh, fish and grits? No. About to eat fish and grits right now as soon as we get off oh, here. Okay. Hey, I just wanted to make sure they Yo. know you, I got to Tennessee. They started talking about fish and spaghetti. I say, hold on. I say spaghetti is its own meal. I say, you know what I'm saying? I say, when my parents say, hey, we got spaghetti tonight, that was it. We got the meatballs, that's the meat yeah. and the spaghetti. I get up here, they got fish and spaghetti. Nah, I eat it now, you know what I'm saying? But I still eat grits too. Yes, so, sir. Hey, my, I'm like, I said, I tell Brent, I said, how y'all really from the South and y'all don't eat grits? Yeah, you know, uh, South Florida, we're the fake South and we eat grits. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, look, hey, look at Larry. Hey, look, he like, chill. Hey, he hey, finally got a fucking Mr. Ten right here going to chime. He going to chime in. Nah, nah, we, it's crazy you say that. You must have got some cameras in the house, man, because I came home and I asked the wife, yo, what we eating? Like, she was like, I was thinking about fish and grits. Say no more. We, yeah. Hey, cool. fish and grits is the Friday meal, though, bro. Hey, it is let's a weekend look. Let's segue you right into the Let's weekend. segue right into Friday, right? Hey, hey, for real. Hey, for real, man. Nah, most definitely, though, man. And so, hey, before I let you, uh, you know what I'm saying, leave with closing words, man, I do give my, my guests the opportunity, man, to to ask me one question. Um, and, you know, it could be about what we're talking about. It could be about anything, man. But uh, I give my guests one question. So I've been interviewing you the whole, you know, whole show. So I throw it right back on you, man. And, and so, man, feel free, man. Ask away. Man, it, it, it's funny, man, because me and D. Reed was just talking about this the other day when he was getting ready to come on. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I, I, I gotta, I gotta ask you this, man. Yeah. When, when you was playing for us at Middle Dog, you would always pray before each play, right? In yeah. between the play, and and for y'all that 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 understand football but may not just understand football, the safety is the quarterback of the secondary. So the the, yeah. the safety is making all the calls, all the checks, and everything. So, J.K. was the guy. He was he was the quarterback, you know. He was the over-the-top guy. K.B. was the physical one. He was going to come down and get in the box and help him run support yeah. and all that. But J.K. was going to be over the top. He had to make the calls. But a lot of times, between Suba and Rod and all them boys, they fussing at J.K. because they can't get the call because yeah. J.K. is praying. I'm talking so, to God. My question to you Calm is: <laughs> The question is, what was your mindset, dog? Like, like, what made you say to yourself, like, man, I'm a, I'm gonna just give reverence to God in between each play, man. Every time I step out on this field, man. Hey, great question, great question, man. Hey, so I had to learn, man, because it's like when I look back on it, the way I was the way I am, but in that, and doing that, right, it's like it was a good thing, but it wasn't a good thing, right, because um, as I, like, realized as I got older, right, I look back, I'm like, I realized I had OCD, right, so it was a point of, like, my spiritual relationship with God, I'm like, God, I'm, you know what I'm saying, I'm praying over my son, like, God, man, thank you for a great, healthy series, I'm praying series by series, yeah, like, God, thank you for a great, healthy series, man, Hey, thank you for the da-da-da. Hey, I pray that we go out and, and you get a stop XYZ. And so the more I kept doing that, and, and this way, when I was on the sideline, man, um, in practice, the whole first team went in. I'm still on the knee praying. 
hey, I missed the whole rep. They let me Jeremy get in. And that's when, you know, I realized, like, dog, what I'm doing is, is interfering. God don't want us to be serving him in such a way that it is interfering with a job that we, that's like, a, you know, a firefighter in the middle of praying. They, they stop and they praying while the house on fire. Like, yeah, that ain't, you know what I'm saying? God ain't on, on that. So I had to realize in my own walk with God, like, okay, Jeremy, one, like, stop being OCD, bro. Like, you prayed one time, I heard you. You could pray for the whole game. Before the game, you ain't got to pray, yeah. you know, play by play. You feel me? Um, and so that was kind of my mindset. I was, I was one, giving reference to God because I know I need that protection out there. And then to a little bit, a lot of it, you know what I'm saying, was OCD, man. Because even when I started training for my pro day, my trainer was saying the same thing. And uh, and he asked my pastor, he was like, Jeremy prays before every rep. Like, what's, and uh, you know what I'm saying? So now, man, being more spiritually mature mm -hmm. and, and mature just as a person, man, and to realize, like, dang, like, what's OCD? Like, bro, chill out, the door lock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Stuff like that. And, um, and or like, man, I don't got to keep repeating myself. Like God heard, you know, so that, that was something like really as a, moment, like, as a little kid, like I would repeat myself or I do something and it was battle with perfectionism too. You know what I'm saying? So it was a lot of emotional stuff. That, you know, back, into that. We ain't talking about that. We ain't talking yeah. about OCD. We ain't talking about yeah, these anxiety, different things that we was going through. Um, so it was a lot of that going on, bro. But hey, look at that, bro. I was tripping, bro. Not tripping from praying. <laughs> But I was yeah. tripping from praying that much, bro. And, and coach, that what Coach Bobby said. Nah, nah, nah. Now nobody can get to God because you got the line tied up. I'm like, all right, Coach. Hey, hey, I said, Coach, I got you, bro. So, hey, but uh, but yeah, bro, that was that was my thinking, man. But but when I say that, it was good because I was never perfect. You feel me? Yeah. But it kept me from my relationship with God. Kept me from making a lot of decisions that I'm glad I didn't make. That you yeah. And yep. that I don't, as a 33-year-old man, I don't have to kind of live through or try to correct those things because. So it was like, it was a good thing that I was doing that, but I was tripping at the same time. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I cost us no no touchdown on praying before. But nah, hey, I, I, I don't think you gave up. Yeah, like hey, that. but I showed up. I showed up Mr. Uh, Rep in practice, though, still praying, though. But uh, hey, that was a good question, though, dog. And yeah, I appreciate man. that. Yeah. Nah, yeah. nah, most definitely, man. And, um... I got somebody else said, Coach is saying you pray like that. You think it prevented you uh, going as far as the next level? Nah, uh, as far as the next level, bro. I mean, Troy could give his, I, I, I would like to give his, you know, I let him give his opinion on it. But as far as me going to the next level, I think it was more of my size, you know what I'm saying? Because at that point in time, think about the safeties that came out that year. Uh, I think the year before, uh, you had, you know, Cam Chancellor, you had, you know, mm -hmm. Eric Berry, you had Major Wright, you had, uh, uh, ain't on the Earl uh, Taylor Mays, like, yeah. not Earl Thomas, like 5'11, major, like six foot, but they were going for more bigger type safety. You get what I'm saying? The, yeah. the, 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 um, you know, Earl Thomas was a smaller safety, but the Tyron Matthews and, and the, um, and what the DB is from the, the, the Cardinals, those smaller DBs, they just started coming hey. in five, six years ago, so yeah. them. I had a scout told me, he was like, man, you got great film. I remember my pro, they got great film. Um, and then I remember my agent telling me, it's like, but they just, they don't know if you're big enough to play safety in the league. And they don't know you that if you're fast enough to play corner. And I feel like what I did yeah. in the arena league was 
I was able to show them, yo, I'm quick enough to play Conan. That's how you play in the arena league. You know what I'm saying? That's but it. I mean, you know, but now nah, I don't think me praying uh stop me. But you could give your 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 take, man, on on what what you think might have helped. No, nah, you know, I, I don't I don't think uh I don't think you know the scouts or, or or coaches on the next level shy away from from people that that demonstrate their faith, right? Um, yeah. You know, you think back, Tim Tebow probably was one of the most uh, well-known athletes that that always talked about his faith and wasn't afraid to, you know, share even in interviews yeah. and, and in-game, post-game, weekly interviews, whatever. So I, I don't think they, I don't think they shied away from it at all because of that. Yeah. Uh, now, and I think like to your point, like even Katibo made it popular to put the scripture, you know what I'm saying? So exactly. we started writing stuff on the eye, the eye black, you know, even though we put like our area code on there. Mm-hmm. And not four, so, um, but, uh, but yeah, though, man, but I, uh, that was a great question though, dog. Appreciate you for real. Yeah. And man. so man, I, I want to end the show one asking you, man, what, like what you, what would be your dream job? And then I want you to go into just sharing your, you know what I'm saying? Final words, man, of encouragement or what you want to, you know, whatever you want to share, letting people know where they can follow you. You can give them, you know what I'm saying, tell them about, you know, what you got coming up or, or the season. I know y'all got a big game, uh, two big games, North Carolina, then yeah. y'all play, uh, you know what I'm saying, Jackson State. But, um, yeah, but, tech, man, let me know what your, what your future, your dream goal, I should say, or a dream job, a job you would just yeah. like to have. And then, um, you know, words of encouragement, man, for those that's listening, man. Man, JK, you know, honestly, I, I never really look at jobs as a dream job, right? Uh. I look at jobs more as a as an opportunity to continue to grow who I am, continue to grow my you know my my personal brand. Uh, yeah, there are some places that I wouldn't mind working. You know, yeah. Uh, of course, I would love to go back home. You know, I, I love to go back to Clemson at some point in time in my career. If yeah. if the Lord say the same and 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 be able to work there, that that would be that would be amazing. Uh, my my wife is from. Brian College Station in Texas. So, you know, mm-hmm. being able to go to Texas A&M and be around her family, that would be that would yeah. be something. Um, you know, at one point in time, I told myself I wanted to be an AD. And uh, over the last few years, man, seeing the things that ADs have to, you know, do, I don't know whether the older I get, whether I'm really, really able to turn that switch on and off like that. I I, I've, be, I I've become, uh, I've become kind of uh, uh, angry man 2.0 in my in my older in my older. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. I got you. Uh, yeah. Co- Coach, kind of, he kind of, we, we joke about it all the time, and he always says, I, "I'm I'm the fun police. Like I come in and, and take all the fun out of stuff, right?" <laughs> uh, so. I, I don't know whether I could play the game well enough to be an AD now, but if yeah. that ever came to light, uh, you know, being an AD, uh, I would say going back, going back to Orangeburg and, and being an AD at South Carolina State would would really just bring my career full circle because mm. that was the first full time job that I had out of college, and yeah. if that's my last one you know, in my career before I retire, it would, it would make it, you know, it would make the circle complete, but the full circle. Uh, yeah, it, there's, there's no dream jobs. It's just a couple of places, you know, yeah. that I, that I, would I like mind. that. I like that. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't mind working at. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. man. And, uh, any, uh, words, words of encouragement, man, or a message, man, you want to give to the, to the young adults out there, man. 
Man, I, I would I would say to you know to your audience, man, just do not. And I'm trying to think of the right word to say. Do not uh, shy away from relationships, like relationships, and, and we've talked about it throughout the show. Relationships have made me who I am. It, it has put me uh, on the level playing field that I that I'm on right now. Relationships have helped me to develop lifelong friends. Uh, it has helped me develop nieces and nephews and, and, and helped my son to develop uncles and aunts and, you know, mentors and big brothers for me and all of that. So don't don't underestimate the power of relationships. I think uh, the moment that you realize that a simple relationship can go a, a long way and can last a lifetime, the more. Uh, you'll be willing to tap into that. So, so to the younger generation and to your, you know, to your your listeners out there, man, don't don't underestimate the value of relationship. Uh, and then, like I tell myself every day, uh, and if you follow me on Twitter at Latroy underscore Johnson, you'll see it in my tweets. You know, I post it on Instagram from time to time. But it's just be great on purpose, and and, and that's my hashtag. That's what I kind of, you know, I kind of put behind all my tweets and everything's hashtag BGOP. Just be great yeah. person. You know what I mean? Like the, the stuff that you do, do not uh do not take it for granted. Don't don't think yeah. it happens by osmosis. You know, wake up every day and say, Man, I'm gonna go be great. I'm I'm gonna go get it done. Whatever that is, right? Whether that's cutting the grass on a Saturday, whether it's taking the wife's car to get a car wash, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's just recording, you know, something at, at one of your I see little JK out there playing soccer and running around yeah. doing great. You know what I mean? If it's just recording that so y'all can go back and watch it later on man just always wake up in the morning and, and tell yourself man i'm gonna go be great I, i'm gonna do it on purpose it ain't gonna be on accident man it's it's crazy bro because i end every show with uh wake up strive to win on purpose and be intentional about winning that's that's how that's that's the two things i say at the end yeah and it's, it's exactly what you're saying bro and exactly man be great on purpose went on the same thing like be intentional yeah. about yeah. in every area of your life what you're trying to do like yeah we can hope we can pray for things but faith without works is dead we got to go and be intentional about those do things, it. man and um hey salute to what you said about relationships man the only reason why you are the reason why you're on this show is through the relationship you know relationship. what i'm saying you know and I mean? know you got a busy day, so I ain't go. I ain't gonna hold you up, man. I know this man, is some of the. Man, we can go on, man. I'm, 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 I'm locked in, man. The, the fish ain't get, ain't get hot. Hey, and that's all I'm about to say. So I don't want the fish I'm, to get I'm cold. Good. Huh? You know what I mean? She, hey. I think she just dropped the first piece in there, so so we got at least about five, ten minutes. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man? nah, nah, for sure, man. Uh, what? I, were you? There? Let me ask you that. Were you there when? Um, so you know the movie, uh, Safety, right? At, like mm -hmm. the Disney movie, Safety. Were you yep. there during that time, or that was a little after? Nah, that was that was after me. Yeah, I, okay, I was gone okay. by that time when uh yeah when uh, Ray Ray came through there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's dope. Gone. I saw it to my class, bro. I saw yeah. it from the angle of um because we do like a section on drugs. I teach lifetime wellness, and so mm -hmm. I let them know like, bro, addiction don't just impact you; it impact everybody, and just showing how. You know his life and and, and yep. uh, you know what I'm saying the uh, little fate life. You know what I'm saying the, mm -hmm. the bro, big bro. Everybody life was impacted, man. So Sean, but that that movie is is, is awesome, man. That was a good football yeah, movie. It is, um, it is, man. You yeah, man. you uh, 
you you teaching classes, dog. I know when Coach was on the last time, he talked yeah. about you coming down to the class yeah, in Miami and, and tapping in Orlando, whichever no. one it hold is. Hold on, hold on, hold on, wait. What did he say, Miami? I don't know if y'all been talking. Nah. Hey, let me hey, know. He said one of them. I can't remember which one it was. It was, it hey. was Orlando and Miami, one of them, dog. So we we nah. we gotta we gotta get that done. Man, I'm trying to oh, I'm trying to get you might gotta put a little birdie in this yeah. So I was supposed to come down, I never been to the Florida Classic, right? So okay. like like how you were opposite how I grew up, I wasn't entrenched, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even like even becoming the bros and stuff, I didn't grow up seeing that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. having Twan and KB be my roommates, see them boys go through that mm-hmm. inspired, you know what I'm saying? Got me to really thank you. Um but yeah, so he was like, he's gonna bring me down. He was like, I'm gonna get you with Trey. Come on, man. My son that woke up. He was like, I'm gonna get you, he was like, I'm gonna get you with Troy. We're gonna get you right. So then I said, so then I was blessed. I got a football game. I'm calling, come on, man. Come on. I'm calling the football game um MTSU. Yeah. And so then I was like, I ain't gonna be able to make the 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 uh that game, the classic. So I was like, coach, like what they do, like, I know y'all about to play Jackson State. I'm like, let Yo. me come through. You feel me? Cause I I mean, shoot. I mean, and fam, we go down. We gonna see the we go down there, see the fam, do a double dip, and then come through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Holler yeah. at the team, and then you know get blessed to come to the game and all that. But hey, you might gotta put a little birdie in there for that though, bro. I you got. Know what I'm saying, I, but I, I'm uh, definitely, I'm definitely gonna plug plug in on that. And 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 what I say for real, for real is, so that game we spend a couple days in Miami. You know, in in the yeah. Miami Fort Lauderdale area. And so our team chaplain, you know, those boys, they they work real jobs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of times when we go ahead of a, a normal Friday trip, play on Saturday, come back, they can't yeah. really travel with us because they, they got they jobs. Can't. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They got jobs. So a lot of times, man, coach will end up doing chapel uh, himself or he'll mess around and con me into doing it. Uh, he, he did that <laughs> one, one time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, season. preach that word, Troy. Yeah, man, he came. One of the one of the, the chaplains, man, he, he had some some sickness in the family, and he wasn't able to make it. It was a home game, and so we finished up all the stuff, and the guys was going back to the room to you know chill out before uh, before the game for pregame. And I was like, "Yo, bro, we ain't got nobody to do chapel." And he just he was finishing up his his script, and he kind of looked up and was like, "Yeah, we do. Like, yeah, you got do. it." I like, no, for real, you 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 want me to do it?" Like, yeah. He was like, "Yeah, dog, just knock it out." And I did it, and I became the, I became the, the, the back, I became the relief, the relief. Hey, you the, hey, you the pastor that sit in the back. Hey, you sit on the left side or the right side of the pastor. They tap you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, your turn. Get up there, dog. And hey, you got it. I'll go ahead and handle it. Hey, nah, but yeah, hey, nah, for real though, man. Just uh, you know, what I'm saying, son, you know, that come available, man, because you know, we, I know that's something. Me and my wife, we was uh, you know, looking into. Um, was like, man, if you able to do that, then we go down there, make it a little trip. Cause uh, I said I went anniversary um, on the field. You feel me? So on, we got married on the same weekend as my in laws. So I'm like, I'm like, how did I let you tr- trick me to be getting married on the same weekend that your parents did years, thirty three years ago? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so we don't never get the after our first anniversary, we don't get the uh, the fifth no more. You get what I'm saying? We got to do like the week after. So I understand, I respect it. Yeah. But uh yeah. yeah, man, hey, just keep me posted. And um, 
you know what I'm saying? And then hey, y'all keep me posted and we'll look at, you know, how we get down there. And uh, man, I'd love to come talk to the team. I was also gonna check y'all's schedule, even if I couldn't do that, to try to see, you know, how close y'all get uh here, you know what I'm saying, to um yeah. Nashville, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. but yeah, man, hey, Not either way though, man, I gotta get down there, fool with y'all though. Definitely, definitely next year, uh we we go to Huntsville, which is okay, then. you know, what right, did I ask? Right yeah. 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 Okay. Then. Yeah. Yeah, man. Right so what? What you uh? I'm, I'm gonna let you in with this though. What? What? I mean, what you? What y'all feeling like? You know what I'm saying? With um, I mean, coming into going to the playoffs last year, having a great year, um, and you know, y'all kicking the season off like North Carolina, Jackson State, uh, man. Just like what? What? What would you say? Y'all expectations and uh, you know, just going into the season, man. This season. Man, uh, you know, the crazy thing is, J.K., the standard is the standard, right? We we, yeah. we don't change, you know, we don't change the standard. I think if you ask anybody in our program, they'll say the same thing. I think we all speak the same language. But at the yeah. end of the day, man, the, the, the standard is excellence, right? And that's what we, mm-hmm. we, we, we want to get to excellence by chasing perfection. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and that's what we tell the guys. Um, like that. We tell the guys all the time. You know, so try to end every day being perfect. You know, be perfect today. You know, and we know we're going to fall short because we're human, right? But at the end of the day, if we chasing it, we eventually get to excellence. And the standard is the standard. We're not going to lower our standard to meet yours. you got to raise yours and meet us. And if we're able to do that, I think all things considered, man, we'll be where we need to be in, you know, late November, December. And yeah, I think, sure. man, with, with what we got – with the talent that we got, you know, the defense that we that we're bringing back, I I I I can see us playing in Atlanta in, in December yeah. for you know playing for it all. Uh, yeah. it, it's, it's definitely uh, we we losing a bunch of pieces, right? We losing a bunch of pieces. Yeah. I see I see my boy Marquise just just tapped in, man. Yeah, I just uh, yeah, I just seen him. Salute to lost. you too, bro. Hey, congrats. Yeah. Wish you the best in your NFL career, dog. I know yeah. I don't know you, but I, I heard a lot about Donna. That boy Donna hit me up uh, last year. I said, boy, yeah. Okay. He said, bro, we got a dog. Like, <laughs> boy Marquise Bell. He was like, bro, I'm telling you, he a dog. So when I watched the, uh, when I watched the, um, why not us? And I'm looking at him like, that boy can move. That boy got size. I'm like, everything. Said, yeah. And I talked to Coach Simmons. I was like, nah. Yeah. I said, nah. He the real deal, man. So yeah, uh, definitely, man. Yeah. So, so okay, know, just, then, man. Hey, I'm, hey, y'all gotta. I ain't never been to fan you, but you know I rock with y'all, so I'm a fan you fan. Really, I tell the Brittany, she was like, "How all of them get the fan you?" I was like, "It's like a mini MT." I'm like, "Hey, connections, you know what I'm saying?" Connections, man. Relationships and, and connections, dog. Yeah, yeah. Hey, nah, for real, man. But um, but yeah, though, man, Troy, dog. I just want to say, man, thank you so much. I know this been a long time coming. You know what I'm saying? Man, I'm I appreciate talking, you. you on that eight. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you, no doubt, man, for getting me on, man. Hey, no, nah, no problem. I had to bring you on, man. I knew that, you know, just from your journey, uh, from the outside looking in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so getting you on the show, I get to get the behind the scenes and, and see what makes you tick and, and, and just that mindset and that mentality that you have, man. And, and I knew that your story would not only bless me, but the people that listen, man, and, and, you know, especially with making different career choices and being willing to get up and move, make sacrifices, you know, so... Um, I appreciate you, dog. Um, Roots to the good, bros. For real. Roots to the and, friends, uh, dog. Hey, man, I appreciate you. Hey, y'all. Hey, I appreciate those that got on, man. 
Make sure y'all go subscribe to my YouTube channel, Jeremy Keller. Subscribe to that so you can watch the uh, the podcast, get audio and video on YouTube. If you just want to listen, you might be driving. You get that on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Taco Thursday with JK Podcast. Y'all already on my IG, uh, JK underscore impasse, man. So, hey, y'all continue to wake up, striving to win on purpose, be intentional about winning, and y'all have a blessed day. I'm going to holler at you, dog. Root to the good, bros. Root, dog. All right, now.